Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we are talking about kind of the top questions that every expat is asked either before or after moving away. And I think that these are all things that everyone has heard at least once in their life if they moved. Yeah, it's kind of this annoying list of questions that you're just heard over and over again. Right. So I think a lot of you, if you've already moved abroad, you'll sympathize right. a <laughs> great deal with what we're about to say. And if you haven't, get prepared. Get, get ready because you're, you're going to hear this yeah. many a time. Let's do it. Let's go. And everybody, welcome to episode 55. 55. It's uh, lovely to have you join us it is. in my bedroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, once again. Now, before we start, before we dive into the topic and uh, all the other bits of the episode, mm. uh, we're going to get a little serious here with our, um, you know, kind of longer term fans. You know, we pride ourselves in being honest and letting you know what's going on. And, you know, starting a few weeks ago, we uh, parted ways with our, our sponsor. Right. So we no longer have a sponsor. And especially as a freelancer, you know, um, financially things are, are very difficult through Corona in general. And e even when we had a sponsor, just so all of you know, we never actually ever made a profit. The amount of money they gave us would just be about like 70, 80% of what it costs us to keep the show going, you know, hosting fees, the, the whiskey, equipment, et cetera. Exactly. Um, so anyway, so, but lately we've been without a, a sponsor, which is making things a bit difficult for us. Um, yeah, of course. Anyways, if, if you can help us out, if you have a euro or two euros to, to throw our way via our donation button at the bottom of our, our website, which is agdwpodcast.com, it would be amazing. Again, you do not have to do that. You can keep listening uh, as as free as you want. But if if you are so inclined, it, it would help us out because we we love talking to you guys. We love putting out great content. And um, but you know, uh, on some brighter news, last week we sent out a call on our Instagram page uh, asking for uh, topic ideas because we've been running um, a little bit low. And you guys within what? The first half an hour, we got 10, 20, then 30 messages. And the following day, the messages kept coming in. You guys sent in some great ideas, gave us a lot of inspiration. So now um, we feel like we have uh, plenty of ideas for the, the next few months. So thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, really, really cool that you guys step in so quickly. Always. And also, yeah, if um, if you guys continue to have any ideas for for full episodes, um, or at least put it in a shuffle, or exactly uh, answer your question via message or what have you, uh, please please send it along. We'd really appreciate it. We um. We know we have some really cool, awesome people listening to us. We've talked to you guys many times. Without you guys, uh, this show would not exist. And that's why we hate talking about this stuff, talking about uh, money. It's really embarrassing for us to have to say any of this right now. Yeah, it, so. it really is embarrassing. So let's let's move on a bit, Jeff. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Uh, our, our next thing we're going to say is, um, so we've recently become aware of this kind of cool Slack group specifically for American expats living in Germany. True. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Slack is an app or slash website that allows groups and organizations to create workspaces and chat groups for like-minded individuals. A lot of companies use it as like their internal messaging platform. But if you're an American expat living in Germany, we recommend that you join a Slack group called Americans in Germany. Here, there you go. Um, you can go to americansingermany.slack.com to join. 
It's a pretty cool community, and we are actually, as a podcast, already member. So Yeah, and they have a lot of cool channels in there. You can talk about Berlin specifically, Frankfurt specifically. There's a DIY channel. There's a channel about... Um, you know, specific areas of life in Germany that you can go kind of like Reddit groups in a way, you know. Yeah, it's I, kind of like a Reddit thing, but less I, I'm toxic. very I'm very new to yeah. I'm very new to Slack. Uh I, when when we they asked us to join, I uh had to actually look up what Slack was. So right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now all of you know. So if you, if there's more information that you need and you want to chat with more like minded individuals in the same situation, there's a there's a good place to go besides the typical Facebook groups and Reddit posts and, and whatever else you're uh, you're currently using to get information and us, of course. Sure. Yeah. How 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 are things going with you, Jeff? Are you, are you slacking along? I am slacking along. Uh, yeah, doing doing well. Um, had had my birth, big week birthday, for you or weekends. I had birthday birthday weekend. On, yes. Uh, so and, and it was probably one of the best birthdays I've had. Which uh, is bizarre during Corona times. You know, you think that. Yeah. Well. It, I, maybe I mentioned this before, but I I'm really don't like birthdays at all. I'm right. not a birthday guy. No. Last time I had a birthday party, I was maybe 18. I, I really just avoid doing anything for my birthday. Um, but my girlfriend gave me this really lovely, awesome birthday. It was like perfect for me. It was like tailored to me. <laughs> and just the things that she knew I would like, she stayed away from the birthday related things she knows I would hate. Right. And it was just a day filled of many with many surprises and uh, cool gifts and... Yeah, and then I also I got a great gift from from you and uh, our our friend group. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody bought me a new set of beautiful oh, uh, they're gorgeous Bayer Dynamic headphones, which are yeah amazing. I mean, probably actually didn't men- mention this, but my my headphones actually died a few months ago, and for a while I've been using the the he- the guest headphones that are for right. when we have guests. And, and, and the guest headphones we got on Amazon for like. 15 euros, something like that, because you just needed something for a guest to use for those 45 minutes. And they're fine for 45 minutes, but for us, it's been kind of crap. So it's been so nice to have this really comfortable. Especially because you work, you know, you do voiceovers as part of your job. So you need headphones every day for your work. Yeah, this is perfect. So a great gift. Thank you, guys. Jeff looks very sexual wearing them. It's great. Yeah, they are. They make a a, uh, statement. They do. Yeah. You look great. The statement is, I know good audio. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, you know, same same as every week, Jeff. There has been a record in Germany since the 1800s of the weather going from the coldest to the warmest. It was a 45 degree difference in like a two day span. It was like minus 15 to like plus 18 or something like that. Really wild stuff. Oh, yeah. So right now it's been like spring for the past, what, five days? So on the weekend I went for a walk. The whole city was awake and out, which... For better or for worse, was kind of there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out, not a lot of social distancing, but at the same time, it did feel like we're in Berlin again. It was kind of nice, but that's also bad. But it shouldn't feel like we're in Berlin, Berlin again, because if it feels that way, that means people are are out, are not social distancing, and are not wearing masks. Are right. Doing, are and doing. I just went for a walk with my girlfriend just around our area, and as we walked past a few parks, like it was, it was wild. People were just so many people out. But yeah, I mean, t- to be fair, the as we've said a million times, the winter in Berlin is extremely depressing. It's very gray. Yeah. And so when you finally have sun come out for the first time in months, uh, yeah, you run outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's every uh, spring. Every time it was that first sun, the city goes wild. Yeah. Unfortunately, they went wild again this time during a, uh, a, a global pandemic. So that, it was nice to see, but then also really not nice to see at all. So yeah, that's what I'm up to. Not much really. Um, Beautiful. Let's uh, let's see what we got today what? in terms of the liquid persuasion. 
the liquid persuasion we have is one of my favorite bottles that we've had so far. It's beautiful. It is a Irish whiskey made in Dublin. It's called Row and Co. Row and Co. Or and Co. And Co. Row and Company. Excellent. Um, It's a pretty basic bland bottle, but like it's pretty, but there's not a lot of words on it. There's no blurb, which sometimes I kind of like. I want the whiskey to speak for itself. But we do have a nice wooden cork, a big cork, actually. And it's a cool, just classic bottle. It's Wait, a cool bottle. And, and the uh, the actual whiskey name is actually raised on the glass. Right. Ra- rather than being a sticker. Yeah, on so. both sides, too, on the front and the back. Yeah. yeah and then one sticker. In the, no, it's, it's not even a sticker. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's a high-quality sticker. It's nice. Anyways, um, yeah, give me your glasses. Pop this guy. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting opener. Yeah. They're better, but... Come on. Oh, my you Lord. Go. You said come on. I, I, no, I meant come on like, why would you put more? Oh. Oh. I thought you come on like, give me some more, baby. No, I meant like, whoa, baby. That's a little too much. Now you have to drink. No, no, no. You have to drink as come much on, as that's... No oh, shit. I didn't give you a lot. <laughs> yeah, no glug. Not a great hunt. That pop is better. Yeah. I, I think it's also technique. Of the, yeah. of the popping my, my technique this time it's it's a different feel this cork it's a bit bigger the bottle's got a yeah. different shape to it you know so <laughs> it's difficult cheers cheers smells real good hmm. it smells like an Irish whiskey and it tastes like one too hmm got a nice burn interesting flavor uh, it's like an Irish whiskey but there's something Sweeter. in there Something in there that's different, yeah. Definitely. Ooh, uh, ooh good burn. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that, that's a delay, and uh, I'm there, digging it. There's definitely a sweetness to it, yeah. which I really like. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Row and go. Who, who would have known? And it was a fairly affordable bottle. Um, as we mentioned, yes. um, since we are, are low on funds, we are going to the, <laughs> to the much more affordable bottles of whiskey. Which maybe some people are interested in, too, to you know, get the more affordable things. Right. So this one is like around 34, I think, around there. No. No? It was like 23. What? No, it wasn't that cheap, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, then. We couldn't afford 34. Damn. All right. Well, it was 20-something. You guys will know we've hit rock bottom when we're reviewing, like, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> no, those are imports. we got to get the cheap local oh, mail. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, anyways, Jeff, you are going back nine years before you moved away. Wait, why? And we're talking about... All the questions that people told asked you when you became did we did we hop in that traveler? DeLorean and we're going back in time, baby? Back in time, all yes. right. So again, we're doing top questions. Every expat is asked, and these are all questions that Jeff and I have heard. Uh, we went to our more brain, than once, more than once. We went, <laughs> we went too deep in our in our in our brains, and um, we're having discussions with other people who also live abroad. They've had very similar questions asked as well. So I'm interested to see the people who have moved away if they have heard these too, because I'm I'm 99% sure most everyone has. Yeah. And the first questions you'll receive, of course, you're still in the States or you're still in your home country, wherever that right. might be. You've told people, hey, I'm I'm moving uh, abroad yep. for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, one of the first questions that you're probably going to ask you is like, Really? You serious? Serious, bro? I think that's we've all heard that question. Uh, yeah, I get. I had that one also a lot. Attach to that is uh, for how long? Like, what was this for three three months or was this long term? Like, what are you doing? For sure. And I, I heard that one, the serious one, a lot, just because a lot of people knew that I never even left the country very often. You know what I mean? And they're like, wait, well, you've never been to Europe? Yeah. So often, meaning 
I mean, I love to. I've been to Canada, you know, oh, but like that counts. I've never been to Europe, so people are like, "Are you serious? Like, you're not really gonna go?" And a lot, a lot of people didn't take it seriously until they actually bought the ticket. And was like, "Yo, I bought the ticket." And then the how long question is always like, "How long?" And then I always said, "I bought a one way ticket, man. I don't know. I'm gonna find out and kind of see." And then that's when people kind of realize, like, "Oh shit, this is this is for real. This guy's going." Yeah, I mean, for me. I had done a lot of traveling, backpacking post high school. Right. So when I told my parents, hey, I'm going to move to your, originally it was Vienna. I'm moving to Vienna for th- three months. They didn't even bat an eye. They just like, oh, of course you would. Why wouldn't you? you right. Know? Extend your extend your, your trip that you've well, already been doing. Yeah. At that time, it wasn't, I'm moving to Germany. I'll never be back. Right. That would have been a different response. Right. It was, I'm moving to Europe for three months just to take, take some language courses. And my dad, who... He traveled all over Europe as well when he was younger. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Of course, you're going to move for a few months. And, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, they had no idea it was if it was that was going to be so so long. When, when, when you did tell them that it was going to be longer, like indefinite, was it also kind of like, are you serious? Because they, they might have thought, I'm imagining that they could have thought, you know, you didn't you get that out of your system already? You know, you traveled around. You saw what you need to go. Well, no, they'll there, come back home. There was never a time where I, because I never, there was never a time I knew. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just it is what it is. I mean, and, and we'll get to that uh, a little yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that never really that conversation never really happened. So. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then a lot of the questions after that is when when you do say yes, I'm serious, and I don't know how long, and it's always well, what are you gonna what are you gonna do there? Do you have a job lined up? Like, where are you gonna live? What's you know? And that's always and I had no job lined up, and I said I don't know. I'll. You know, I did a bit of research. I knew there was kindergarten, kindergartens in Germany. They're like, there are kindergartens in Germany. So I'm sure I can work at one of those. Yeah. And my first time, like I said, when I was coming, it was just for language school. But the second time I'm the proper time I moved back to Berlin. Yeah. I was, they knew, okay, he's going for probably a year or he's going to try to go for more line. And so I did get that kind of question. Like, you know, is it, is it easy to find work as a non-German speaker, as a foreigner? Like, do you, do you know anybody in the industry there? You know, like, I, I think there was absolutely some concern from people because it, you know, it is even maybe difficult to move to a new city in the U.S. and tr- find a new job. For sure. Moving abroad where you don't know the language, you're, you're starting from scratch all over again. Especially so, when you're working in the movie industry, which is in L.A. Right. And which you think translates, but... I had never worked in the German film industry, so I was kind of starting from the bottom again. You know what I mean? So, uh, so we there was a lot of those questions of yeah, how are you gonna how are you gonna make money? How are you gonna pay for things? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think a lot of expats get those questions, unless um, you know maybe they've been um, saving up for years or parents are paying for it. Who knows what you know? Or like a lot of expats are also abroad just because their job sent them abroad. So. They might not get that question at all. Right. True. Very true. Uh, for the ones that le- that were like us that just kind of made the decision, you're going to get that question a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and especially from your parents, and it, especially, especially parents. if you're on the younger side, because oh yeah, it's it's a well now that I look back on it, it's a it's a real concern that it's definitely real that concern. you should have. And of course, when you're younger, you think I I can find a job in that, two weeks. That's no why I'm so happy that I moved when I was younger. When I was like 22, because I feel like right now I'd be like, hell, what? I, I need a job. I need to figure my shit out. Or back when I was 22, I didn't care. I was 22. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I'm really happy that I moved back then. Not discouraging anyone who wants to move when they're older. No, and, and we've encountered a lot of people who've sent us messages and our, our fans that talk to us who have done that. They've moved abroad while they're older. Yeah. Um, but they do have that kind of sense of leaving that job security, that career that they've built. 
to go somewhere else because again it's kind of like starting over so it's a, for sure it's a, it's a thing yeah um what's the next question jeff that you that you were, were asked many a time um well a question that people ask before you leave and also when you arrive mm-hmm. everybody that you bump into you know once they realize you're a foreigner is you know why, why germany you know yeah. and, and why I, are you here I, I mean what was did you get that from your parents why germany when you when you decided I, to go i think i got it more yeah i think i got it from everybody because obviously if you're going to leave the country there must be something that's compelling you to move that to that one country from i would assume most people right um Maybe did your research, you like the language, you have family roots, whatever. And I didn't know the language. I had no family roots at all in Germany that we really know of. Um, so mine was just, I have a friend there. And, th- and that was my reason. Right. And I didn't know anything about Germany really at all, except for the stereotypes of Lederhosen and, and Oktoberfest, you know? Right. Um, so there's definitely a question of like, why, why would you leave the place you grew up, all your friends are at, and go to Germany? Like, what, what, what about Germany is there? And I was like, I have one friend there, and I want to see, and I want to see what it's like. And that was my answer. That, yeah. That's it. I think no matter where you move, it's actually an easy answer because it's just because yeah, I, I have lived here my whole life. I yeah. I want to experience something new, whether it be Germany or Japan or wherever. So it's actually kind of, for me an easy like does it, anywhere I'm going. It's because it's I've never been there before. It's like sure, it doesn't really I, matter where you're going. No, not really. You're just trying to experience something something new. Exactly. And that same question, and I think you know this. Anybody who lives in Germany or anywhere in Europe knows this. Yeah. You've just moved to Germany. You're meeting people through other, you know, coworkers, whatever, meeting people at, at bars. Sure. First thing any German you've bumped into asks, and and once they realize you're a foreigner, you're from the States, whatever, is, yeah, why are you here? Why are you here? Uh, or, no, sorry, it's where are you from? Oh, yeah, wait, of course, where are you from? We, I think we kind of went over this in the cultural identity episode we just yeah. did. It's where are you from? Why are you here? How long are you staying? It's very yes. like clear answers, and they don't want a long winded answer. They just want like, they want the bullet points. Like, they want you to give the exact, I'm staying three months and five days, or, you know, like. Right. And, and, and a lot of times, at least I found when, I, when people ask me this question of why are you here, it was a lot of time a genuine interest. Like, why are you here? What about yeah. my country do you like? Yeah. And that kind of brings up a lot of cool conversations that you can have True. when you first meet people. So that yeah. question I kind of like, it's not like a, why are you here? You know, like not like a sarcastic or snooty way. It's it's usually a, a really inquisitive question of like, why? Yeah. Did, did you sorry, sorry. maybe I phrased that a little wrong just a second ago. Um, yeah, something, yeah, something that, 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 that clears. So that question I actually enjoyed. And then when I, you know, especially when I was here for a few months and I had the job and I got my insurance and things like this, and I would tell a lot of Germans like why, like why, and I, you know, I tell them how much I really enjoy their country. Why, like, the culture of the 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 um, the freedom that you have in Berlin and the insur- health insurance that I get, all these things. And a lot of Germans are like, oh wow, because you know Germans love to complain about this country, and you seem to really like. It. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I, I like this country a lot. Yeah, but it, it comes back again. It's like wherever you grew up, you want something different. So right. it's, it's not that the country actually is better from where, than where you're from or whatever. It's like, it's just, again, they are Germans. They're bored of it. They've been there, done that. Right. So it's like, why would you want to move here? You know, like, I, I, I want to move to Rhode Island. I want to move to California. Exactly. You know I mean, like, what do you, why did you trade? And they, and they sometimes get really excited about it when you give them these, like, these answers. And like, oh, you're right. Germany is pretty good. We have a pretty good year. I'm like, yeah, you have a really good year, man. Yeah. Like, well done being born here. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in that same conversation, I always get kind of, really weird looks when I give the answer of how long are you going to be here? I think it's because yeah. the typical person, maybe they come for school or for a specific, like they know, okay, I'm here for a, a, 
a semester, or I'm here for a year, or I'm a, right. But for me, they would always ask me, even from day one, when I first landed, yeah, how long are you going to be here? I'm like, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. And they're like, yeah. What do you mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm just tr- trying to make a life here. You know, <laughs> see if I can see if I can find work, see if I can make some friends. I don't know if I like it. Maybe two, three years. Maybe less. I don't, maybe and, more. And they always look at me. Like I'm completely an unprepared Amer- American, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. like, like what? Why would you move somewhere and not know when you're going back home? It doesn't and make sense. I, yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of moving away and having um, no real plan like we did because any plan was a good enough plan because there's no expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you have zero expectations, anything that happens is pretty cool. Uh, if, you know, to a certain extent, of course. I mean, eventually you do need that job and you do need that friends and you do need, you know. Right. But in terms of, you know, staying long and, and, and all those things, you know, a lot of people that I have met who a lot of um, foreigners in Berlin who've, who've been here for a while, a lot of them said, I plan to come for three months or for six months and I've been here for, you know, 15 years now. You hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, again, I can for basically roughly, for, I, I had enough money in my bank account to last me six months. And yeah. so that was kind of it. And then I'm nine years later, I'm still here. So um, <laughs> it's crazy. But that kind of rolls back into where the question of, and I'm sure this happened to you all the time, happened to me all the time. Oh yeah. Every Christmas, anytime I went back to the States, all of your friends, your family, everything, as, as the same thing. So when, when's this over? When are you coming back? Like What's this experiment over? Yeah, when's this uh, like midlife crisis over? Yeah, when are you coming back? And but and I'd give the exact same answer. I don't, I don't, and it always pissed them off, you know, basically. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I, I, I think it makes sense. It is kind of a hard thing to comprehend if you if you haven't done it. And, and you know, you kind of lived your life like, let's say, normal, for lack of a better word. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's such a... The typical route. The typical route, let's Even say. though nobody has a typical life, everybody does different stuff, but the kind of... The typical American route, let's say, in, in, in our culture. Or route anywhere. Usually usually you're born in a place, you live in that country your whole life, and you die in that place. Right, it, yeah, okay. No, so matter, typical, no matter where you're from. It's just a typical human thing, you know? So I, I, think, I think it just can be hard to comprehend of, like, I don't know where my life is going, but I'm here, and I'll see. Well, because for me, it was always... If things work out and go well, I'll stay longer. Yeah. If they don't, I'm gonna come back with my tail between my legs to the states. Exactly. Like, and and, so that, and, that's and I'm gonna do everything I can to try to make it work. And if all things fail, then I'm back. That yeah. was kind of my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, not because I didn't want to come back to the U.S. It's more just because this moving abroad. It's also it is kind of like a project. Yes. And you want that pro- any project to succeed. And you want to give it the best chance, you know what I mean? So it's like, like, eh, nah, you know, six months is that's not enough, you know. Maybe if, if I do two years and things are really shit, then then I'll go back home because then it truly it's just not for me, or I chose the wrong country, or who knows what, you know. Exactly. Um, and my my mom told me a lot of times that like her friends would ask, especially in, in the first two three years, you know, talking about what I was doing, the school I was working out, blah blah blah. Mm. And when's Alexander coming back? And then my mom finally had to tell them, like, it's not happening. Like, but what do you mean? Like, I'm like it's not happening. He's, he's not coming back. And like her friends just he's, didn't. He's no longer with us. He's, he's no longer with us. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of. It's like, sorry, my mom's friends. I'm, I probably won't see you for a very long time. And a lot of them are really nice people. Mm. So that's sad. Yeah. In a way, the Alex that they knew is dead. And there's a new Alex. Like a phoenix, reborn. 
rising from the ashes? No. I was, what ashes? I, was a, I was a nice guy before. If I was like an asshole, maybe it was the ashes. Yeah. Maybe fashion-wise, rising from the ashes. I yeah, fashion-wise, for sure. I looked awful. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's agreeable. That's we uh, could agree on that. I'm a nice guy, but I don't mind saying that. He, he looked pretty bad. Thanks, um, Jeff. But, you know, adding to the final tidbit onto that. Sure. Not till later did I realize a lot of my friends, when they the reason they kept asking this actually was coming from like a very loving place. It was because they actually, they missed me and they wanted me to come back. That's why they kept at, like, yeah, I, of course. I always got annoyed by the question, at least the first few years, when you come back, uh, especially like my good friend Craig from high school, who I'm still close with, mm-hmm. he would always ask me every time, 50 times when you come back. And it wasn't until later I realized it was just like, he just really wants me to come want back. Want you to come back, yeah. It's not really asking me when it's like can you come back you know like yeah and, and now the the when are you coming back question has always has now changed to when are you visiting again you know right so i, I never hear acceptance that yeah. at all anyway people have accepted it um yeah and uh you know and of course i think people in the states are always so so interested about other cultures and germany so they're asking uh probably asked you a lot of questions about the food or, or or what have you, right? Yeah, of course, especially the, the hardest question they, excuse me, ask is like, so how, what's, what's Germany like? And it, it's such a hard question to answer. And I'm like, it's it's cool. I like it. There's, you know, good food, public transportation. But like to explain a feeling of what another country gives you, it's hard to explain, especially when you live there. Plus, in, in a sense, it's exactly like anywhere else. You know, there are people that go to work and right. that go on dates and have fun with their friends. And, you know, in a sense, it's the same as any kind of Western first world country. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I mean, very different. But if, if you boil it down to the basics, it's, you know, it's so it's, it's hard to to know what they mean. Like, like I, what should I say, you know, about how, how it is different? What is it like? I don't know. It's, it's a hard question to, a, to it, ask. It's a super hard question to answer. And... I, I got that asked all the time. What, what what's Germany like? I mean, somebody asked about what the what's the food like, and living in Berlin, that's kind of also difficult too because I've, I've only had like German food in Berlin a few times, mm. and the rest of just international food, you know, from wherever or or of course dinner. Um, but that that's a hard question. So usually I just talk about dinner kebab. That's what I always talk about. What's German food true. like? Dinner kebab. I think also being from Berlin, people ask us specifically about Berlin a lot because right. it is kind of you know, set apart from Germany in general. And it is a really cool, weird, funky city. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, I know my dad also asked me a lot about it cause he loves, he's visited a few times. He loves Berlin cause he loves the funkiness. Know, so he's okay. always, always asking about what's going on. So but, but do, do you get asked a lot? Like what about Oktoberfest? Everyone wearing later hose and wearing those little funny hats. Like, yeah. did you get that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. You, you get a few of your friends like, yeah, yeah. Is everybody really wearing later hose? And, and you have to be like, Actually, not at all, because Lederhosen is not a German dress. It is a Bavarian dress. And then, uh, and then I, I explain also, like, what is Bavaria? Right. I didn't even know what Bavaria was before yeah. I moved here either. Yeah, actually, just like the states, there are 16 states, yeah. and each one is different. You know, just, it's like... I mean, not gonna, that blew my mind, not going to lie, knowing that other countries had states. I thought it was just an American thing. <laughs> oh, I knew Canada did too, but for some reason, I didn't think anywhere else had state. I, I guess I never really thought it about it. It makes it easier, you know, for... You know, the logistics just to politics split, and everything. Yeah, split things up into small, smaller chunks. You know, but I, I just didn't get it uh, either. So yeah, explaining that that Bavaria is a part of Germany and not representation, not representative of the whole country, is also something to explain too. Yeah, and Germany used to just be a part 
of the kingdom of Prussia. So, oh my gosh, in in its way, which uh, before that was part of Earth, Pangaea. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes, Pangaea. <laughs> wow, Anyways. but see, he went from 130 years ago to, to 130 billion, billion years, years ago. ago. I'm yeah. going way back before the dinosaurs. Sorry, not billion. I, I know the Earth's only four or five billion years old. So don't send us questions. Don't send us comments about that. Is it? Yeah. Huh. I think I think the Earth's five billion years old or something like that. That's it. It's pretty pretty long. It's not that long. Pretty long. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's see what else do we have. Oh yeah, another question that I do get asked that, that I got asked before too. Oh, well, was, it's a, I think it's a question that more you'll get this, asked. This is me. Yeah. This, this is probably one that um, actually, most well, of you will not get asked, considering that this is a representation of one percent of the whole world's population, which is let's um, never tell them the actual question. Let's just keep talking. Let's keep right. talking about it. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, next uh, is so I, I got a lot of questions of like, what's it like being a Jew there? Or even before I moved, people like really did bring up a lot like World War II stuff, which I thought was kind of really sad. That when I said I'm going to Germany, the first thing people thought of was Nazis and and the Second World War. And I think that's that's kind of shit because Germany's way more than that. I, I don't think it's a it's against Germany. It's more the Holocaust is one of the most defining moments for the Jewish people. So as a Jew, they would ask you. What's it like being a Jew going to that place where this horrible yes, thing happened, you know? It, but the question was a lot of times phrased as in like, are you scared to go there? Ah, yes. Like with the implication that like, for some reason, Germany is still filled with neo-Nazis and, you know, not, I mean, not, it, I mean, there are neo-Nazis it, 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 here, yeah. but not and, more than anywhere else in the Western world and anywhere. Well, I, we haven't done that research, but, no. uh, but, but yeah, there are still neo-Nazis, anti-Semites. And, and, and to be clear, I do not, I feel very, very safe here. I've not seen any anti-Semitism towards myself at all. Um, I've not seen any towards myself. Towards myself or towards anyone else, to be honest. As if you walk down the street, there'd be like graffiti, like Alex is so Jew. <laughs> Alex, Alex the worst. <laughs> also, he's Jewish. <laughs> I don't like that either. Like specific Alex hate every across the city. That's just anti Alex. That's just anti human. That's it. A human, actually. A human. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it asked that a lot too. So maybe if you're Jewish in the States and you're coming to Germany, people might ask you that. And um, if they don't know, let them know that the um, Germans are very aware of the history that happened here. Very, very aware. And it was also, you know, it was 25 years ago. Things are very different than they were back in 1940s. Right. Yeah. There's few people alive who actually uh, were a part of, of, of that whole right. um, deal. So um, I, I, I wouldn't worry. You're, you're going to be encountering the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. So people who very much have different mindsets than exactly. back in the 1930s. So Exactly. So don't worry about that. But that was a question I, I did ask um, a, few, a few times. It makes makes total sense. Sure. Um, you know, and like, and actually one that I should bring up that for me, I think is the most annoying and maybe, and maybe you guys can write in and tell me if this also, you find this annoying as an expat. Okay. Or if, if you did as well. Uh, like the second I moved to Germany, every time I come back, people are like, Ooh, say, can you speak German? Say something in German. Say something in German. Say, say something in German. Yes. Speak German. Speak German right now. It's, it's, it's like you're a dog and there's like a treat in front of you. Yeah. Say something in German. Hey, come and on, come and, on, and boy. people didn't get it. Cause, and every time I'd be like, guys, I'm not saying it. And they didn't get why, but I was like, A, you're, it's like, wow, you're putting a lot of pressure on me to say German. A, you don't know German, so you wouldn't even know if I was speaking German. 
yeah, the, the most important one is it, yeah, it feels like you want me to do a trick, like I'm a jo- dog. And it's like right. this pressure, like, ooh, say something, say something in this new weird language. And it's like, whoa, guys, calm down. I mean, I, I do find it annoying, like you said, but also at the same time, I kind of enjoy just kind of showing off and being like, I'm bilingual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I never was growing up. So it's kind of cool to be like, oh, I can also say something in German. What do you want me to say? And then, of course, it's a sentence that I don't know how to say in German. So I just kind of make something similar up that's like, this could be right. But I'm sure I got the grammar completely wrong and the, and the uh, noun wrong. And Yeah, I, I'm fine showing off like with my, when my family actually, when my family or friends visit Germany and actually in like going around and being tourist. Yeah, that, that's fun. And then I can just order and, and like, but it's like a useful show off. Like I actually need to speak to this person. You can right. just, you can just see me and get the fill that way but but I remember especially the first few years God, my friends uh, and Craig you know you did this but the first few years Craig. if you're listening to this uh, <laughs> specific hate on Craig man <laughs> no I love the guy but, Craig if you're listening man but Jeff he, has talked like, about this forever he's so mad he'd be like oh say something and I remember and for some reason I still remember this uh, he, he's in a band and I was at one of his shows and and I'm talking to him and so he's like oh oh and he went and he grabbed this woman who he's like I just found out she's German Say something to each other right now, like, oh my God. and it's it's so awkward. I think people realize how awkward it's like. It's like have a conversation right now in front of us, so we could see German happen, and it's like, so we can see German yeah. happen. It's like, like it's a like it's a magic show. And we both look at each other like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's just so weird. I don't know. Have you ever just like made up words? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just speaking gibberish. Someone asks. Yeah. Well, what's what does it matter? Yeah, I guess fair enough. Um. Another question that I find annoying, kind of in the same vein, what does it make you feel like a dog, but it makes you feel like very impersonal, is um, I get asked less now, but still sometimes when I talk to anyone I haven't talked to in a long time or like at a big, you know, whatever gathering of family, friends, whoever, it's kind of like instead of, you know, how are you, Alex? How's work? How's, you know, your girlfriend? How are your friends? How are things? How's your life? It's mm. always like, how's Germany or how's Berlin? And I I never know how to answer. I'm like, you know, Germany's, I don't know. Ask Germany. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of you like asking your mom, like, how's Rhode Island? And it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just my home. I mean, if it's a general question with the pandemic, that makes sense. No, you but know? if it's just like, but I, I get what you mean because. My personality is not Germany. Yeah, exactly. Like you have so many more specific things going on in your life that you're not like dealing with Germany as a whole right. on a regular basis. It's like, it's just, it's not something you think about because it's just Germany is just the country you live in and Berlin is just the city you physically are in. You're more focused on your immediate surroundings. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, and I, I understand why the question is asked, but sometimes it just gets to a point, especially when I have been here for seven years where it's like, we're over the fact that I live here. You know, I've been here for a while now. It's right. not, it's not novel anymore. You know, although I, to us, um, I know to my mom and dad, they still think it's really cool. They still really like that. Maybe you're right then. Um, and I've actually found that when I go back and say I'm at, if I'm at uh, the hair, the a hairstylist or mm-hmm. whatever, and you know you start a conversation with somebody in the states, and you and they, you know, they're just like, hey, so what's what's your deal? And you actually mentioned you live in Germany. Uh, Americans are really impressed by that, you know. It's like they're, they're like, what you, what you live abro- abroad, like like for for nine for this many mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Um, for us, it's so mundane. It's become just such a. But I forget that, and again, this isn't tooting my own horn or ego thing, but just like I forget that it is 
it is not a, a normal average thing to do. But for, I mean, for us, it is so absolutely normal. But That's true. So maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit too critical about the question because maybe the people asking it, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe for them it is it is super yeah. cool and they want to hear about it. You yeah, know? maybe you're right. I, maybe I just get some more some more a little bit more slack. Yeah, not be such a. And, and and one question I get, I've had a few times, and I remember a specific time I was at my sister's wedding, and uh, was seated you know next to random people as happens at weddings, and um, they asked me, "Oh, aren't you afraid to live in Europe? Like, aren't you afraid to die of a terrorist attack?" Oh gosh, because I think maybe some random terrorist attack could happen in London or maybe it was the one in um, in Berlin uh, at, the, at, three, at the Christmas market. Three, four years ago, yeah. Can't remember. On oh, my birthday. Um, but they were truly concerned. Like, how, like how, how could you possibly live in that place You're, when you could die any second from a terrorist attack? And and I've heard that question a couple times and each time I'm like, I'm like, there's absolutely no more chance of me dying from a terrorist attack in Germany than there is in the US or anywhere else and in, and also in terms of the mass shootings and gun violence in the U.S., it's more likely I would die of that in the U.S. Yeah. Like I should be I should be more f- afraid of dying from a mass shooting than from a terrorist attack in Germany or I don't know. And and, and I guess to be fair, um, when when you are getting news like the big news from Europe, that's what the states are getting. In the same vein, a lot of Europeans are like. Isn't America so dangerous? Is everyone getting shot all the time? Yeah, so is it, everyone like yeah, being cowboys with guns, bam, 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 everywhere? And you're like, well, not really. You're right. Like, like only the what do they call it? Um, you're only a product of what the information you're getting, and we're getting information that like London, there's a terrorist stabbing, and Berlin, there's a terrorist thing, even though they're very far spread apart and not like incredibly common. But the nice stuff is not going to make the news because it's boring, right? Or like the Charlie Hebdo attack in, in in France, you know, they're all yeah. tragedies. But um, that Europe's is not not filled of terrorist attacks twenty four seven, and also in the states, people are getting well, people are getting shot twenty four seven technically, I guess. But it's not like I'm, <laughs> but but not in that not in that kind of same vein. I mean, but when you have three hundred million people, it's not that hard to have right. people being shot twenty four seven. But I'm just saying, yeah. if you go to states, you're not going to like be in a war zone of big duck bullets and get your shield and your bullets out and yeah. start shooting. So you you I mean, you're completely right. Like they're getting all this crap news about of Europe and we're getting all the negative news about the US yeah. but both making both making both places seem much more dangerous than they actually are exactly you know because I mean? that's what sells on news people want to see that I'm trying to think of the phrase it's not blood cells uh, sex cells yeah no not, not that one oh. or when there's blood in the street take it there's a phrase uh, people are screaming at me right now through their <laughs> through their headphones uh, yeah probably I'm dying anyways but, but yeah that's the general thing for sure so uh, a few more questions, Jeff, before we... Uh, no, let's, let's do a few more before we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, well, one that I asked a few times um, is when I go back to the States to visit, people are really generally interested in how Germans, or I guess Europeans, perceive Americans. True, true. Especially during the last president's administration, people are really interested of like, does everyone hate us? Uh, what kind of news are they getting about us? Uh, are, are, are they kind of have the same views as we have or are they more right wing more left wing really interesting questions because you can only get what you know but if you're actually in the country we can we have a lot to say about it you know yeah and in that same vein any american expat who lives in germany listening right now one question you'll get from every german especially during the past four years mm-hmm. is so trump huh, huh? or or so did you vote for Trump or like some sort of something like that? Yeah. It, it, like it'll be like five minutes of the conversation. They're like dying to ask it, but they like, so they, they do some like niceties first and then they throw out some sort of a Trump, like, 
how'd that happen? Kind of a how, how question. Um, and they'll ask if, do you, or maybe, or what do you think about Trump? Maybe that's the question you get a lot. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And I think every American in living in Germany has heard that question. For sure. Uh, un, un, Countable amount of times, and 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 I, what what I tell people when what I tell Americans when they ask what you know Germans Europeans think of us generally, I explain like the general mindset of like the politics of how it's different here and there, but then I also say you know if you're American no one's no one's hating on you you know, no one's like oh you're American I'm not talking to this guy this guy's an asshole, uh, I'm sure there are some people like that but that's anyone who's I I mean I never met anyone who's been like aggressive or mean towards no, me not because I'm American. But people forget eight years of Bush already and the Iraqi war brought in huge hate for America and Germany and in Europe. And then on top of that, you have Trump. And so in general, uh, let's just say that Germans are not expecting much from the States. From America. But I think in terms of individual people, especially people who have chosen to live abroad and aren't necessarily tourists, I think it's a different view. I could be wrong too, but that's what I think. Yeah. All right. Um, and then a lot of people also ask in a similar vein of like the social systems in Germany and like the politics and things like that there where some of the things like that are debated in the States aren't questions here. They're just a given like, like the healthcare thing. Um, a lot yeah. of people ask about healthcare and like, isn't that like, isn't that like a crazy thing that it's debated aren't politics? I'm like, no, it's even in all the politics in Germany, there's not one right or left party that's debating healthcare. It's just, it's a given. Right. Yeah, actually, I, I was trying to think if there was a... There isn't. The AfD, the NPD, none of them, they don't care. No one's talking about healthcare. They talk about uh, immigration and things like this. Yes, e even the German parties who would pr prefer to remove every immigrant in Germany, they still agree on uh, universal healthcare. Exactly. So, and, and a lot of Americans find that crazy. I mean, I found it crazy when I first moved there too. But here, it's just because it's it's just the standard system. So it's it'd be like in the U.S. debating. I don't know whether you should have free speech or not. Like, like there's, yeah. there's not a single party that would be against that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so ingrained. It's just the, such a given. You know, it's just which is you know most most of the first first world developed countries. But that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people ask about the social systems and, and, and the general politics. And I think that it, because it is very, very different here than it is in the States, um, that, that could be something we, we could explore uh, maybe later on if people are interested in that topic. But uh, we won't go further than that right now. I don't sure. Think. Yeah. And um, the last thing we'll bring up, which is um, the most kind of depressing question that people tend to bring up a lot, mm -hmm. is um, especially the longer you're living in Germany or living abroad. Yes. Hey, don't you miss your family? Don't do. Do you hate your country? Well, do, you know, like, like, do you hate America? Don't you want? You know, or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm joking, but you know, it's like it's like it's kind of this. It's, it's several versions of kind Are of the you same. A communist? You know, no, not not in a political way. It's just it's ever several versions of the same sentiment. Where it's just like, yeah. don't you miss? How do you how do you stay so far away from your family for so long? Like, yes, yes. Don't, don't you miss the U.S.? Don't you miss your family? Don't you miss your friends, um, etc.? I mean, yeah. The, the answer is obviously always. Of course, a I do. I miss yes my family more than those. anything. I miss yeah. my home. I miss all those things. You know, so 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 much. And I think we mentioned this before. Um, maybe in a few different episodes, I think it comes down, comes down to what you're personally trying to do in your life. And unfortunately, what I want to do keeps me far away from my family. And that really sucks, especially right now. Um, but, you know, I try to go home when I can. And Which is impossible right now also. It, it, exactly. So it's def that's definitely the, one of the questions that I 
don't like hearing because it makes me sad. You know what I mean? Plus, it, it, I think every time I hear it, it makes you, at least for a few seconds, like rethink your life choices. And, 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 and feel guilty. Because, um, you know, your, your decision to be abroad and away from your family, in a way, is it is your decision. Like, you are voluntarily... It, and But like you said, it's... Um, I've never chosen to be away from my family. It's just the... Um, my life as an adult just happened to develop in a different country far away. And, I, and there isn't a day that it goes by that I don't w- wish that California or Oregon, you know, or, or Rhode Island or the entire U.S. Yeah. wasn't a one hour drive from Berlin. Exactly. You know, um, that I could pop over. I would take I a three to. hour flight at this point. You know, that's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I do get jealous because, you know, we we have a lot of European friends and friend Tanya when she wants to go visit her mom to our flight to Spain and Spain, that's yeah. it you know and and uh but yeah so uh, but yeah it is a question we get a lot and I think that's the one that for me I don't know makes you I don't know it's like it's a retrospective moment where you're you kind of stop and like it makes you just feel like shit a little bit <laughs> yeah no for 100% and I don't think there's any way to ever get over that feeling I think it's always going to be there no. Um, yeah, trying to find trying to find a balance of both, which is hard when you, at least for me, when I live six thousand miles away from yeah, my family, exactly, literally. So yeah, love if you guys are listening, love you guys, miss you, absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, on that note, let's drink some whiskey, Jeff. <laughs> let's drink away our problems. Let's drink away all of our sadness that we just had. Yeah, can you give me a little splash? I'll give you a big splash. I'll give you a little splash. There you go. And you can't tell, but every time he pours whiskey, he twists the bottle at the end because he has training in the food service industry. I do, yes. I am a, I'm a twister from way back. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to all the twisters out there. Mm. Keep on twisting. So, I'm going to start off and say this whiskey gives me a very, gave me a very, very good good first impression okay oh sorry you're, 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 my game was very loud sorry you, you couldn't see his face but he got really intense looking did I yeah the, he's like no yeah. I, I was expecting something big to be coming my way no, no but then you no, just said just gave I like me, this it just gave me a really good first impression and, and during, going throughout the episode we both I gave us both a pretty decent sized pour and we both drank the whole thing well, um, I, I, I've, I, I, ha, I am and always have been a big Irish whiskey fan yes and, but that doesn't mean that all Irish whiskey is good. There's, there's also bad of Irish. Um, but this is a good Irish whiskey. This it, is a good Irish whiskey. It, there's nothing crazy special about it, but it's got a good burn. It's smooth. It has this flavor I can't quite put there, my finger on, there's, there's which I like. There's a sweet, a bit fruity flavor that I really, really am enjoying. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's something that's, yeah, yeah, it's a sweet, fruity flavor, actually. Good, yeah, that's, yeah, you're on it. it. That, that's not present in a standard Irish whiskey, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm really liking about it, especially... Again, for this very good price for a very beautiful bottle, I did not expect. I thought it was gonna be all show. You know what I mean? Right. But it's actually got some substance to it. It's a really good whiskey. I I really like it. I yeah. would definitely buy this. Yeah. So if again. You, if you want to substitute for like a standard James, you know, I think we all love a standard Jameson. It's twenty of course, bucks. Always. Some classic triple distilled smooth Irish whiskey. If you want like a substitute. It's about, and co. about the same price. Go for a row and co. And, and again, this is a blend. Also, for, also made in Dublin, just like the um, 
the uh, Jameson. Exactly. Um, it's it, again, it's it's a blend of whiskey. It's forty five percent alcohol. Um, oh, and it's you know what the flavor might be become because it's aged in bourbon casks. Mm, actually, that could be the flavor. That could getting. be a thing. Yeah. Yes, I didn't see that before. Um, yeah. So again. I didn't, I didn't reintroduce the whiskey. I forgot. This is the Row and Co. Irish whiskey made in Dublin. It's a blend product of Ireland, non-chilled, filtered in uh, bourbon casks. And um, yeah. you know, I, I might just say, do it, Jeff. I might just say an eight, even though that's a high number. I'm just, I'm enjoy. I, I just can't see a reason to give it a like. Usually, an average whiskey, I give it a seven. A seven's like a like the average. But I don't know. Yeah. I've been. It's definitely above I've average. Been, I've been digging this, uh, and I think if you include the price, I think that's what push, pushes it up because it's only yes. twenty something euro. That's a very good flavor for the for the for the for but the money. To be honest, I think if if I had a blind taste test, and I, I didn't know the price, I didn't know the name of it, I would say this is a really good whiskey. I don't even think the, the, the taste gives it a better. Right. Well, I don't think the the score gives it a better score. Throw throw a score the, at the, me, the, maybe. The, 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 um, it's, it's, I'm not going nine, of course. That's ridiculous. I'm not going seven. Um, I'm gonna go eight point two. Good Lord. By the way, I, I said phone call with phone call with my mom, and she actually said, "Like, what's with Alex? Can he ever just give a solid number score? Like, no. does he have to always give a point something?" I'm very wishy washy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make decisions easily, and so I, and I can't give a solid score. Sorry, Jeff's mom. <laughs> uh, I, I give it eight point two, and for Jeff's mom, I give it an eight. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah. Anyways. Thank you guys so so much for listening. Again, we really appreciate it. Again, if if, if you can give us a rating, that'd be great. Um, oh, and, and don't forget, you know, if, uh, we would love to have some topic ideas. If, yes. you, if you have something specific, a question about living in Germany, uh, even if it's a small topic idea, throw it our way. It would be really helpful. And um, also, if, if, if you are so inclined to um, donate, there is a donation button at the bottom of our website where you can throw some uh, euro at us with uh, PayPal. What we should probably say every episode is how grateful we are for all of you for listening. Yes. You're amazing. You send us amazing comments and questions. And just sometimes you guys just message us just to tell us how much you like the show, which is we still can't believe. So Yeah. And, and, so and, and beyond the comments and questions, the, the conversations that we've had with some people, you know, like we really do appreciate everyone who's listening. This this podcast has gone it sounds like it's our final episode. It's not, but this <laughs> podcast has gone like way beyond what we could ever have imagined. Yeah, we, and that's because we everyone thought, was listening. We thought maybe if we were lucky, twenty episodes. Exactly. So the fact that we're at fifty-five is uh, mind blown. And and it's all because of the people who are who are listening and and, and keeping us motivated and sending us these questions and um, yeah, you guys are awesome. I, w- I wish there was like a, like a fun like name we could have like you know everyone listens, but. Nah, it's hard. We, yeah. have, we have too long of a name. That's true. We, we can add more words. The AGDWDers. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, we love you. Uh, stay healthy and stay thirsty. Cheers. Let's get down this Irish. <laughs> <laughs>